It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to Gina Gardner and Friends. I'm absolutely thrilled to be able to introduce my friend, Anne Papiotti, to you. But before we get started, I just want you to think about what sort of day are you having? Have you got up in this morning and you're determined to make the best of the day? Or are you having a bad day? Because whatever's going on, it's your choice whether you make the rest of your day a good day or not. And I'm hopeful that my conversation with Anne is going to help you turn this day into a great day. So before we get started, and I welcome Anne to the show, let me introduce her by reading you a little bit about her. Anne Papiotti knows how to weather some of life's most intense storms. Her stories of loss, transition and triumph inspire and motivate others experiencing challenges. As an author, coach, educator and speaker, Anne is dedicated to helping people untangle from their past, heal their hearts and recover their true nature. She and her family reside in a charming little town near Dallas, Texas, where she's got a passion for dance, loaded lattes, and positive mindset. And Anne's become a great friend. So Anne, welcome to the show. Thank you, Gina. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's a real pleasure to have you. So I'd love you to start off by telling um, uh, your story, because it's one that's so inspiring, and I think many people will, will find that it resonates with them. Thank you, Gina. Well, I'm someone who had a, a happy childhood, and it wasn't until early adulthood during my university years that I realized that life has a way of pulling us under, so to speak. And my first, I guess, emotional trauma was when a girlfriend betrayed me, a best friend, and it was the least expected thing of my life. It was, for me, unimaginable. I thought that people treated us well if we treated them well. And I, 
I think I grew up expecting to lose boyfriends along the way, but never a girlfriend. There was something very intimate and special and sacred about that relationship. And uh, this really turned me upside down and had me a bit lost in life. And what started happening was I started betraying myself, Gina. I, I lost my way at school and I had been one of these people who was a, a high achiever and and I, I thrived in structure and suddenly my life seemed chaotic and, and literally a bit lost at sea. And I kind of was found myself thrashing in the water, so to speak. And um, I started failing, failing academically, socially um, withdrawing, over drinking, overeating, underperforming, underachieving, a lot of over under behaviors I recognized later that sort of took over my life and, and pulled me out of what I was used to doing. And as I realized that this betrayal had happened in my life, I, that had happened and was done. I was the one that continued to betray myself. And from that place, as, as I sort of picked myself up and kind of started masking behind, okay, I finally, I got through college, I got the job, I moved on where it appeared I had, I wasn't healed. And I started making decisions from a place of truly not being healed and not being whole. And it led me to, the, to a relationship that wasn't healthy because I was looking for someone to fill me up with those words that saying that you were worthy and you were good enough and you were all those things. And that should not have happened to you. And instead of having said those things to myself, I looked for the person to complete me. And, and that was turned out to be, unfortunately, a narcissistic relationship. So if any listeners um, are listening to me right now, I want them to recognize that narcissistic abuse syndrome is a real thing. And, and controllers and manipulators need victims. And I was a, a victim. I needed someone to fill me up. And that led to just a series of things before I finally found my way out, Gina, and moved on into um, finding that healing resiliency that, that led me on and beyond and into my best life. Isn't it interesting how many people hand over the responsibility for the quality of their lives to others? You talked about, you know, your partner, wanting them to complete you yes and I found you know working with so many people that when people um, experience challenges such as being let down by a, a close friend how often it wounds them rather than recognizing that it's much likely to be much more about the other person than it is about them and it it has an impact on self-confidence that then has an impact on how you treat yourself and the whole thing spirals and then of course once you are vulnerable in that particular way in a victim way then there are predators out there um, of a whole range aren't there who capitalize on that because they're not going to go for someone who's feeling strong and confident are they that's right. Absolutely. And when I look back at my life and when I was strong and confident, I had very 
clear boundaries. And when you have, when you know who you are and what you stand for, you recognize when something's not good for you in your life. And it's easy to, to stay true to that. But when you're a bit lost and when you're weak and when you're vulnerable, you are easy prey for the, for those kinds of predators. And, and, and yes, I look back and I realize that I made it about me. I asked those questions. I became so self-doubting, you know, was I not a good enough friend? What was it about me? And that was, I think it's natural to go back and question and see, but I got stuck there. And I think that was the thing I got stuck in trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And the lesson I learned, Gina, was that anything anyone says or does is about them. It's coming from their, their space and place in this world, whether it's insecurity or fear or need or lack or want, whatever it was, that choice she made was coming from her place. It wasn't about me at all. No. And I'm the one that held on to making it about me. And I'm the one that continued the pain in my life. And you know that saying that pain is, is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Yeah. I kept opting for the suffering because I kept replaying this in my head and trying to, to, to keep it going. And, and so I did, I kept it going and I kept that wound open. I kept myself vulnerable and I looked for someone to heal me and, we have to heal ourselves. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting, isn't it, how people, and I, you must have seen this so many times in your work, that when things go, go awry, the perspective that we have of what's gone on really makes our reality. You know, somebody's walking down the road that you know and you wave and they don't say hi, how often do people assume that, that, you know, what's the matter with them? You know, how dare they? They're ignoring me rather than perhaps considering, is there something wrong or just it's a busy day and they've, they've got their to-do list in their head and they're not focusing on anything other than the next thing that they've got to do. Yeah. We do make these stories up and so often we make up negative stories. You know, I have this theory that we are the author of our own life story. Why is it that we so often make ourselves the character of the victim or um, that we give ourselves such a rubbish um, part within that story when ultimately if we create a really positive character for ourselves and learn to live around that, wouldn't life be different? Oh, life would be so different, Gina. It would be so different. And we do that. We're constantly um, creating narrative. We're always making up the story. I mean, think about it. You see a car broken down on the side of the road. You start talking to yourself about that car. It, it pay it, if when we start noticing life, it's very interesting to notice how much narrative we make up about anything and everything that we notice in life and especially about ourselves and you're so right we tend to go for the negative so even that example you said you know someone passes you on the street and they don't wave we're like well are they mad at me you know what is it and we start going we make it about us rather than just allowing it to be whatever it is and don't you think it's interesting that not only do we make up the story 
Yeah. But then we build on the story. We build on it, yes. (laughs) It's a bit like the fishing story, you know, how big was the fish that you caught? Well, it was about, I don't know, it was about six inches or uh, 15 centimetres, depending on which side of the pond you're in. You know, by the time you've finished, it's, you know, it's a whale of a story. Um, <laughs> and we are poor us and it's all terrible. Yeah, exactly. And, and what you were saying earlier about perspective, there is so much power in perspective. So we can either power ourselves down by having a negative perspective, or we can power ourselves up with a positive one. And we get to choose what we believe. So why not believe something that powers ourselves up and gives us that best day, like you were saying, you know, we get to choose. Are we gonna have a good day? Are we gonna, you know, go ahead and start with something negative? You know, it's cloudy out. Oh, it's gonna be that kind of day. Or are we gonna say, hmm, the sun might come out in a little while. Yeah, and the you. sun is always behind the clouds, even if we can't see it. That's We're right. going to have to take a short break now. So please, if you're listening to this, don't go away because there's much more to come. Hey world, I have a quick message. It's about safe driving. All right, let's go. Anytime you're driving, have the seatbelt buckle tight, both hands on the wheel and your phone out of sight. When not in your hand trying to text somebody back, because if you do, your car might get smacked. The more of the story, just put your phone down. The people on the road will stay safe and sound. Put your phone down, put your phone down. People on the road will stay safe and sound. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is love? Love is being independent. Love is dancing. Shriners Hospital for Children loves a new smile. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, love is caring for a child regardless of the family's ability to pay. Learn how you can send your love to the rescue at lovetotherescue.org. Welcome back. We were talking about perspective, and it's interesting, isn't it, how our perspective shifts. But I think, you know, both you and I work in helping people feel much more empowered. And for me, it's all about developing a positive relationship with you. You're the common denominator. You take yourself into every moment of every day. And it makes sense to be your own best friend, I think. What would you say to our listeners who perhaps are you know, hearing what we're talking about and think, you know, there's a bit of me in there that I, you know, I'm feeling badly done to by somebody else who's treated me badly. What sort of advice would you give them? I would say, so when we're talking about being our own best friend, when we listen to how we speak to ourselves, you know, in the day, it starts with awareness and then it's conscious choice to change that critical voice into a cheerleader, right? And and when you notice that voice criticizing you, I mean, think about how you do speak to a best friend. You might be honest. You want your best friend to be honest and to tell you, you know, that's not your color, but this one is, you know, or that's not the best style on you, but, but this looks great on you. So you want your voice to be honest with you, but not to criticize you and put you down and make you play small and not take risks that might pay off big for you. You want it to champion you and to cheerlead you. So it's time to tell that voice to, you know what? Grow up with me, be on my team. 
don't be against me. So it's really about awareness and then conscious choice, I believe, Gina, with the voice, but to also recognize and acknowledge its origin. And if we really think back, that voice came, it started in childhood and it was there to protect us on some level, like don't speak up, you might be humiliated. They laughed at her when she asked that kind of question. So quiet, or don't go in the room because you're gonna get yelled at by your parents. So stay small, hide away a little bit. Stay on the sidelines. Yeah. I'm, I'm smiling because I have a, a, a client and she's been someone who, um, very successful businesswoman who has struggled with self-worth. Mm. Hasn't now um, since I worked together, but, but really amazing lady. And we were talking about that critical voice in your head and how she had a voice that was always saying, you're not good enough, that people are going to discover that you don't really know what you're doing, you know, that you are an imposter. Um, and even though she was highly successful and very well respected, the voice in her head was anything other than respectful. And we talked about giving the voice in her head uh, a name. And she said, well, it's the parrot. Uh, and the parrot squawks at me all the time, particularly when I'm on my own and particularly at night, and it keeps me awake. And I said to her, well, what do you do when you've got a parrot in a cage? Not that I like to think of parrots in cages, but what do you do to keep them quiet? And she said, well, you put a, a, a cloth over them. She said, I'm not going to bother with that. I shall just shoot the damn parrot. <laughs> it made me laugh. And I, I've, I've, I've shared that with people because it makes people laugh. And the minute yeah. you laugh, it takes the, the tension and the hurt out of the words, doesn't it? It's, it's a mythical parrot. It's not real other than the fact of the reality you give it. So shoot the damn parrot yes. if you've got one that's walking at you and being unkind. That's right. And I love that story, Gina. That's great that she just wanted to not even cover it, just, just shoot it. And, you know, I remember there's a book about Tame the Gremlin out there. And, and I remember using the gremlin as uh, as an analogy or a metaphor for our inner critic, that voice. And for people who remember the movie Gremlins, if you remember, it starts as a cute little soft gizmo. He's very cute and he's sort of the pet of the young man. But what happened was there were a couple of things. I think if you fed it after midnight, it grew. And if you watered it, it multiplied and they became scary creatures and it was just out of control and all of these things. And so, you know, when you think about it, what we feed in water multiplies, grows, gets bigger and bigger, and bigger. But if you brought it into the sunlight, out into the light, it withered away and died. And so that's what we do with these things. These are, bring it out to the light, confront it and say, no, I will not listen to you anymore. I'm a big girl, I'm gonna take a chance. I am worthy and all those positive I am statements because our neural pathways grow with what we feed in water. And if we're gonna think and think and believe I'm not worthy, I'm an imposter and this, all of this, we're feeding and watering those neural pathways to support that. 
But if we don't feed and water them, and like our last conversation, Gina, you were watering your neighbor's plants, I believe your aunt. If you failed to do that for her, they would have withered away and died while she was on vacation. What we feed and water grows and, and flourishes. So feed and water the I am worthy. I am good enough. I am whatever you need to fill in the blank with the I am to encourage yourself to be, um, to show up in the best way. I am confident. I am strong. All of those words. It's great advice. We're going to carry on this conversation after a very short break. So don't go away. See you in a moment. The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life is an amazing read. If this book doesn't pick you up to sing above the crowd, I will be amazed. What great things do you imagine for yourself? Do you know what's holding you back? Dr. Alan Laika, a prominent physician, has taken what he's learned from being handed a diagnosis of his pending death and turned that insight out from inside his heart and mind out to you. You may have heard the idea, it's not what happens to me, it's what I do with it. Dr. Laika explodes this idea, this way of thinking and being into 13 golden pearls for you to take one by one, practice and string together like a necklace you will wear to guide you through life's challenges like metal that is tempered by extreme elements so are we dr Lyka will show you how to turn terrible things into real and practical new ways to lead your life believe it and believe in yourself the secrets to living a fantastic life is an amazing book amazing Get your copy today at Amazon. Meet Norm. He lives with anxiety. But with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be normal. Just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal? The Normal Maker. New from Be Normal. This item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal. We're all different. What we like, how our brains work. In fact, one in five of us live with mental illness. Don't filter who you are. Start by talking to someone you trust. And remember, there is no normal. Welcome back. I can't believe how quickly the time's going, Anne. And we've just got a few minutes left in the show. And I, you know, this business of people treating themselves well is such an important lesson. What I teach my clients is to think about how they teach uh, how they treat a really valued best friend mm-hmm. and to then start to teach to treat themselves as if they were their own best friend no better or no worse right. and that be the measure and if you imagine us um the scales of justice you know how you treat yourself on one pan and how you treat other people on the other and they should be the same and hopefully very positive. What what advice would you give to uh, to people who are listening about how they can turn things round when when life is tricky and they are feeling less than confident? You've talked about the I am's and those are great and the I am enough. Mm-hmm. What's another pearl of wisdom? I would say just um, I, I believe all. All change starts with kindness and, and, and just to, to recognize that self-compassion is, is so life-changing. Yeah, I agree. And, and like you say, what, what you give to others, you have to give to yourself. And, 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 and 
I love the fact that you ask your clients to try to balance how they treat others with how they treat themselves and just to take some time and to reflect and to reflect perhaps, you know, whether it's a daily practice, weekly, monthly, just take some time to reflect because I think we just do, 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 go, 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 swim, 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 whatever. And we don't take the time to, to reflect. And I, I share a story in my book, The Gift of Shift, that my dad taught me how to swim in a lake back home in Alabama. And I was really excited to learn how to swim, but he insisted I learn how to float first. And I realized later how important that lesson was to life as well as to my work. And that is to stop and reflect and to reconnect to our breath and to our heartbeat, which we can hear when our ears are underwater. And we get that perspective of the sky above us and to slow down, reconnect to the truth of who we are at the core. And that's when we can be kind to ourselves. When we recognize the value of who we are and that we're responsible for ourselves, who we are, on this earth and to others. So for ourselves first, then we can be who we we're meant to be to others. I think that's such wise advice. You know, if you think about filling a glass of water, if once the glass was full that you continued to drink out of that glass of water, it would very quickly empty. But if you continually fill the glass and you use the overflow for other people, you're going to have so much more. It's, I mean, it's one of the reasons why the airlines say put your own oxygen mask on first if there's an incident, because then you're in a position where you can help other people. But I, so many people in trying to feel good about themselves end up doing everything for everybody else and leaving nothing for themselves. That's right. That's right. And exponentially, you could probably do 500 times more for others when you take even five minutes for that, that moment of reflection and reconnecting to you in a day. And because those, it's like these saboteurs live in your mind and they're going to, they're going to stop you. They're going to stop you in your tracks. They're going to tell you you're not good enough. Your gremlins, your inner critics, your parrots, your whatever you have. And I love naming it because then you, you have control over it. You can speak back to it from your conscious mind. And um, to, to recognize that these saboteurs, if you will, are going to try to hold you back and, and take you down. And you got to show up and it's a choice every day, Gina, you got to get up every morning, and make that choice and remember who you are and what you stand for and how you're going to show up that day. And sometimes that means reflecting and remembering again and grounding yourself before you go about that day. And so many people do, they just, they have that heart of service. They have that core heart energy and they just go and they give and they give, but then they're depleted. And you can't look for somebody else to fill that glass, as you say. You've got to fill it yourself. And if somebody else adds to it, that's just bonus. But yeah, fill it. I think that's really important. Ultimately, you, everything we do is a choice. Mm -hmm. Every word we speak or not, how and when, every action we take or not, and even not choosing is a choice and it's often when we don't choose and we let things drift on 
that the the greatest challenges occur. And so I would say to you, as we you know we're coming towards the end of the show, you know recognize that you are the master or mistress of your own life. You're the leader of your own life, uh, if you choose to be. But you have to make that active choice. Now. You've written a great book. Do you want to share the title of the book and where people can find it and also where they can find you? Oh, thank you. Yes. The title is The Gift of Shift. And that's all about a perspective, the shift of perspective uh, in a perspective from going from maybe a negative way of thinking and feeling and therefore being and showing up in life and just shifting to a more powerful and positive way of being and thinking while we can't change our circumstance we always have that power of choice as you're talking about Gina sometimes we can't see it in the moment but if we just hold on to the belief and we get to choose our beliefs we hold on to the belief that everything has meaning and purpose then even though we can't find it in the moment then just that can help us start shifting our perspective to have a more powerful experience with the circumstance that we're in at the moment. And you can find The Gift of Shift that I co-authored with my friend and colleague Tracy McDonald on Amazon or all the major online uh, retailers, or you can support your local bookstore and they can order it from Ingram Sparks catalog. And my uh, website is skyviewcoaching.com. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for joining me today as my guest. It's always great isn't it to um to be with someone who shares the same values and and has the same wish to make a positive difference in the world do please tune in again when uh, we have the show gina gardner and friends and i'll introduce my next friend to you but it's been such a pleasure and thank you very much for joining me thanks for listening to gina gardner and friends the show that helps you live a happier more successful and fulfilling life to learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.